Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, you know, we should point out that there were some uh, internet problems yesterday. There were, there, yeah. There was a level three internet blackout where there were the things, and that, that doesn't mean they shut it down, at least I don't think that's what it is, but there were thousands of servers that went on the the blink all over the country and all over the world, but yeah. mainly in the U.S., a lot of it on the East Coast. Uh, I know that when we were checking on things for It's Another Day, where the servers are, and they got multiple service, servers at uh, multiple locations, you got the 404 error code. Yep, that's right. And uh, so we were looking at all this. Bill, do you know statistics. how many levels they have of outages? Do you know how, how uh, deep they go? I have no idea. How I discovered that is, is I couldn't log in. You couldn't log right. in. Right. So I do a little search, you know, enter internet outages, and then all of a sudden says level three blackout, and then it says please report where you are. And it was, I, I think I talked to you, and I read off this list, and then I found this other website that uh, they had the map showing, you know, like like a Google map with a little, you know, that little balloon like thing, and you click it, and it would tell you how many servers are down in that city. Yeah. So the internet. Now, I don't know. You know what I find interesting, Bill, is nobody, nobody was talking about it on the, uh, the cable networks, and I, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, are they intentionally just keeping us literally in the dark about stuff like this? I mean, level three obviously didn't shut the whole system down, but it did affect a lot of it. And I guess what I'm wondering is, is this the precursor of what is to come? Are they met? Are well, they just... okay. Right now, we we are doing this show live, right? But it's being recorded. Yeah, it's not live on the internet. So, as far as I know, right now, everything is fine in the kingdom of uh, Jim and Bill. Right. Uh, I see you. You see me. We mm-hmm. are doing our our podcast. So, in in their defense, I will say they might not have known, but then to their dismay, it could be the fact that, uh, like a lot of people now in the broadcast arena nothing is live anymore news has not been live for a long time they go in, they record a 20-minute segment going yep yeah we're done for the day see ya and they get their million dollar contract and they go on and it goes and goes to a server and it plays and it lines up and does everything like you know they were just they're doing it live but they're not well there are shows like the five and you said this and and i i switched over and it was on the five right and i thought well this is i think this is live but then, you know, I looked in the background. This the set still has the Christmas trees up. Now, I mean, that would not be unusual. Maybe that's par for the course. Maybe they keep them up for uh, another week after the holidays. But then again, I thought, well, maybe that was this is a pre-recorded show. Maybe they shot it earlier in the day. You know, yeah. uh, they they do that a lot. So uh, yeah, they they do. You know, Bill. Uh, speaking of what we're not being told. Got a, again a lot to talk about, but I want, I want to mention this right on the get go because um, I was watching a movie last night. Okay, mm-hmm. London has fallen. It was shot oh, and yeah, released in 2019. Yeah, London has fallen. Uh, no, it was 2016, but it wasn't too long ago. But when it was released, it was almost like uh, it's it's another one of those uh, shoot 'em up uh, preposterous terrorist plots and I thought to myself this could happen now in our country now if you don't know what I'm talking about 
do yourself a favor. Go on online and type in London Has Fallen. I'm sure you'll be able to uh, watch it on, on one of the sites, download it. And uh, essentially, it's about a bunch of terrorists who infiltrate different uh, law enforcement organizations in mm-hmm. in London. They have all the uniforms, and they they have uh, all these dignitaries are meeting in London to go to a funeral of a. Uh, the prime minister of England, and as they're going into the church, all of a sudden they're attacked by what seems to be, you know, law enforcement officials. I mean, what they are is they're terrorists wearing the uniforms, and it's violent, it's deadly, and it's effective. And I thought, you know, we have a border, and it's absolutely uh, porous right now. I mean, everybody's coming across. We don't know who's here. We have our own government saying, prepare for a terrorist attack. Mm -hmm. And are we going to have to have something like London has fallen happen in this country for us to wake the heck up? We're being distracted by all this garbage. For example, you heard, Bill, about the Epstein list. We'll talk about that in a second. They released the first batch of it last night. My question is, why don't they just... Release the whole darn thing at one time. It's because it's more effective if they feed it to you at key moments in the news cycle so they can distract you. They can take Mm -hmm. your mind off something. Don't pay attention to what's happening to you. It's like we're that that frog, Bill, that has been dropped into the the water, and they turn the heat on, and the frog doesn't know it's being boiled to death. That's what we're going through right now. turn it up. Yep. Yeah, the, now there's a major story, something I, t- I told you about yesterday, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about the border, and I, I, I did notice something that was interesting. Uh, I don't know if I have it written down here, but apparently uh, what's going on is that, um, you know, the illegals that are coming across because of uh, the anchor baby law that right. we have here in the United States, mm-hmm. it gives them the right to get welfare. And that kind of struck me odd because, you know, we've talked about when people came to this country legally, one of the things you did, you know, you were sponsored in, uh, you had a probation period, and you always claimed, I will never, you swore, Mm -hmm. you would never take welfare. And here, we are giving it to these families that are here illegally for their children that are not natural born here. And, uh, you know, and look, they get welfare. They are using it to buy food for the entire family. They're using it to do this. They allegate something to the kids. But let's be honest, it's not all going to the kids. And it started making me think, you know, we've always, we're a nation now of reparations and things like that. You tell a story of your grandmother that came over? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my grandmother came over in 1900. All right. Yeah. Do, Do you deserve reparations? Because you're a relative of her? hers, and she was denied oh, sure. that right that they're being given now. Oh, absolutely. We spend $150 billion a year on welfare, and the majority of it is going to the illegals. It is, I mean, we're talking a fraction. You know, the problem you I know, have, Bill, with reparations, you know, the whole idea of reparations, you hear them throwing that out to the left. Oh, they're trying to get that, get that through reparations to uh, the minority groups, uh, the problem I because have with this, buying votes. well, but, but my ancestors weren't even here during the quote civil war when there was slavery. 
During the time mm-hmm. of slavery in this country, my ancestors were thousands of miles away. So why should my ancestors, like so many of you out there, you know, if you, if you are Italian, many of your ancestors came across at the turn of the 20th century. Should you be responsible for reparations for well, something that happened 100 years before in this country? My whole point is reparations are absurd. But if you're going to do it, you know, if you're going to do that, well, hell, let's just give it all away. And, you well, they're know, doing it, now though. all of a sudden, huh? they're doing it. No, they're already I'm doing just it. Saying, yeah. I'm just saying everybody listening now has got somebody that came over. Right. And, you know, they, they, they immigrated here. Sure. Legally. Sure. And they were denied. Something. These privileges and yeah. these benefits, and that means that you deserve. That's a good point. You're absolutely correct. You know, yeah, you, your ancestors came across from Germany, and that's they right. were and they were denied. How about the people? You know, Denmark, the, Germany, Russia. Yes, that's right. Italians, Italians came into this country. They were isolated because they couldn't speak English. They were considered strangers. Really, they were. The Italians were considered strangers. That's why in New York City they had the Italian area, the Italian district in New York, because they they clustered together together so they could have a community, so they could live and subsist. Uh, and you know, they, but but like like so many wonderful American groups, they got through it. They learned the language. They prospered, mm-hmm. they got better, they built businesses, they flourished, they integrated, they became part of what we are supposed to be. You know, that's yeah. what our ancestors did. But what the woke left wants to do, Bill, is they want to they victimize uh, the minority group of today. First of all, why the hell would we pay reparations to a group, you know, a, a minority group today for something that happened Two hundred years ago, to maybe their maybe their ancestors. Not every one of the minority members in our community had ancestors well, here. By the way, during and before the Civil War. Well, uh, what I'm saying is, my, my my idea of reparations means every damn person gets equal reparations, yeah. whether you're white, black, Chinese, purple, and well, that won't Mars, sell. I don't care. You're right. You're right, but that won't sell in this. Uh, well, it won't left. sell to the left because they want to. They want to, they're the racist. They want to divide. But, you know, this racism is not working because, you know, I don't like to sit there and, 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 and talk colors or anything mm-hmm. like that. But the black population, they're going, wait a minute, you've been playing us this and smart. this is wrong. As a matter of fact, in Chicago, the black population, they're fed up. They are yeah. done with it. Hey. And they're coming out and saying, you know what? We're flipping. Yeah. We're changing Chicago to red you know in 2024. What? Get ready for it, baby. The black population in the Bronx in New York, you know what they want? They want a Trump rally in the Bronx. Yeah. They want a Trump rally in the Bronx. Now, I have good news for you if you are part of that community, and you, you might be pleased to know that Trump is considering a rally at Madison Square Garden, which is close enough. You know, you hop on the uh, one of the subways and... You're right down there in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Um, anyway, hey, Claudine uh, Gabe, by the way, she's the president of Harvard. Yeah. You know, uh, I was wrong yesterday. I said she uh, was going to keep her $840,000 salary. No, she's going to keep her $900,000 salary. I was wrong with the figure. I was low. 
nine hundred yeah. grand a year. And and what did she do to get it? She lied. She doesn't have the pedigree that she. Well, I mean, she has a pedigree, but she didn't earn it. She didn't work she, for it. She only was president for six months. For six oh, yeah. months, but yet, what did she do yesterday? She comes out and she blames racism for the reason that she is uh, resigning. Racism. Well, you know what? They could get me for half the money. I would do uh, maybe six weeks work there, and I will get done in six weeks more than she got done in six months. Well, Bill, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I guarantee you that there are – I didn't graduate from a uh, Ivy League college, but I'll guarantee no. – but I have my degree. I guarantee you I'd give them, I'd give, uh, them a better you know, performance than she did. I mean, she went to the to to the Congress of the U.S. and she she embarrassed her university. Now they may not think, maybe they're too stupid to realize it, but oh, she they was. No, but they got to cover it. I mean, you know, well, Harvard, we can't. Uh, I mean, well, you know, that's that has they've got to reexamine what they're doing at Harvard and all these Ivy League schools because uh, it ain't working no more. As a matter of fact. If I were a young person wanted to go to a, a school, maybe I, at one time I would have wanted to have gone to Harvard. But based upon what I see now, how they're treating the Jewish students on their campus, how they're acting, uh, how their president is acting in front of uh, Congress, I think I'd think twice about wanting to be associated with uh, a school like that. You know, I mean, you get just as good, if not better degree, a better education from a state school, you know. You go to you go to a fine state school and you get a bachelor's degree. Uh, enough said. But even even those schools, by the way, are infiltrated with the the woke teachers. Well, the problem with colleges is that they are money machines, and that's all they're about. They're not about education. Now we've made it a society that you got to have a college degree if you want to do anything in this country. And I personally, I believe, I know how to make sure that every kid would sit there and get a college degree and it's already paid for if we sit there and we readjust the educational system yeah. and the timelines. And I could explain that, but it takes a while. But well, the Bill, fact is <clears throat> anybody that's heard it said, yeah, you're right. I think our whole system is, uh, is, is a failure well, the way it's set up. Um, yeah. you know, I think I may have told you this, uh, back in the early part of the 20th century, if you wanted to be a lawyer, you didn't even have to have a college degree. You could apprentice, nah. apprentice for five years in a law, a law firm, and then uh, test into, I guess, take a test, and you'd be a lawyer. Apprentice there's in one or, Go ahead. I said there's one or two states, and I think Minnesota is one of them, where it's a year, a year and a half tops, and you can go in, and you're you're in, and you're out, and you you got the shingle to hang. Yeah, you you're a highfalutin lawyer. Well, you know, somewhere along the line, the schools realized that they could make a lot of money by putting standards in place and make and putting obstacles in the way that the only way you could overcome those obstacles was by paying tuitions to these institutions and taking tests. You know, you they they made it an exclusive club. And by the way, the lawyers who already were lawyers were in favor of this because they wanted to cut down on competition. You know, if they can make it so it's harder for you to get to become one of us, then it's just a few people less that they have to deal with in the future. You know, 
if if it's you know, a lot of kids that go through college, they uh, there are kids that know how to sit there and work the system, do the test, and you know graduate with honors. And then you ask them a question. Well, I don't know. That's true because they don't know. Oh, because they know how to get the grade. Look, I've got a daughter that has got <laughs> degrees out the wazoo, you know, and, yes. and and has some that are hard to get. And I mean, I've seen her study, and she goes, "Oh no, I just read the clip notes, and I I can kind of put it together for the test." She is smart and and brilliant in a lot of ways. Yeah. But she does not have to study for a test. She can take it. She took an exam that everybody, she is the, there's only, a, I think, a 3% that have actually taken this test and passed it on the first go around. And it's a very high degree. And she's got it. She's one of them. And I'm like going, how in the hell have I sat there and tried to, you know, yeah. read the, the footnote or something like that? You know, I would be lost. My ship would sink. You know, and but but Bill, there are saying, a lot of people like that. They can they know how to study for a test and get a good grade, but then you talk to them a month later about the subject they studied for and they can't remember. They haven't, it. They haven't a clue. Yeah, and sometimes you know, I remember she did a thing one time in broadcast because I'm in broadcast, mm -hmm. and I said, well, whatever you want to talk about it, I can give you the history and Marconi and the whole nine yards. All right, she goes, no, I got this, and she got. You know, she got an A and she got all kinds of stuff on this in her high school years. And I said, well, that's great that you did it on your own. So what did you do for research on this? She goes, oh, I made it up. And then I read it and I was going like, none of this is right or true. <laughs> but it's she called, had it down. It, uh, she no, BSed her way. Yeah, baffled them. baffling them with BS, you know. Uh, and I was like going, but, you know, they figured, you know, well, her dad does this. So, yeah, she got it. She got to know what she's talking about. They didn't check it. Well, let me tell you a difference, too. <laughs> let me tell you a little difference. I, I went to college initially back in 1968, okay? I went there. I went for about a year, year and a half. And then I got an offer to work in broadcasting, which paid me a lot of money, I thought, at the time. More, I mean, I, I can remember thinking I'm going to make I'm going to make more money in broadcasting than the superintendent in my town. I, what what am I doing here? And I jumped into broadcasting, right? Which is, uh, but the difference between going to college in 1968 and then I got my degree in 2006, you know, and I did that by uh, basically uh, online and but all of it accredited. By the way, I I didn't you know it was a state school, but I had and it was. It was a lot harder in some sense because you had to be disciplined to take the testing online. You had to, you know, there was no one saying you had to be a class at nine o'clock. You had to study on your own. You had to write your stuff on your own. But the difference is they gave you credit for stuff that you did years and years ago. I can remember getting credit for uh, uh, that first year in college. Now, that was 1968. And all of the all of the grades that I had, you know, where I had a B or a B plus or something like that, they gave me credit for for the degree I got in two thousand six. They didn't do that in two thousand in nineteen sixty eight. If I had gone to school, let's say in nineteen sixty two, you know, and then I quit school and went to another college in nineteen sixty eight or sixty nine, and I said, "Well, can I get credit for nineteen sixty two? They would have said, "No, it's been too long. You have to do it over again." Now they're accommodating. They're more accommodating right now. 
When you see all these online schools, by the way, mm-hmm. they're meaningless unless they're fully accredited. If you're going to go in in, uh, in that direction to get your degree, I would recommend making sure you go to a fully accredited uh, co- I, I went to a state school because I knew that it had to maintain the same standards as the campus uh, you know, uh, divisions of the same of the same school. Uh, but there are a bunch of them out now. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of what this WGU, uh, Western Grand Canyon or something like that. Uh, there's uh, Maryland has one now. University of Maryland has an online campus. I think Penn State has on. I think they all have an online division where you can get your degree. So in that, in the sense that you have more options now, that's wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. but the other thing is this, remember this, it's a business, you know, it's a business. And these schools have figured this is another revenue source. We can make a lot of money by putting our programs online. You know, if we put a whole curriculum online and give these people degrees, heck, they never have to come on campus. We don't, have, we don't even have to build new buildings. All we have to do is put them into the system, take their checks give them these online courses and they got their degrees and we've made millions more and that's what they're doing. Now that's the problem I have with, with education. It, we have, and I say this having got my degree online, right? I, I'm, I'm telling you, um, they have watered it down to a point where you got to wonder what value it has. You know, and they've also watered down the online camp. I mean, the on-campus schools too. I have uh, two mm. grandchildren who are going to uh, college right now. Now they're very smart kids, thank God. They take after uh, my wife and not me. But uh, they are. They, I think they, I think their whole curriculum is uh, 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 slightly easier. You know what I'm saying? It might make it's. It's not like a, they're a business, and they've realized the only way they're going to make the business work is to give people degrees. And if you make it too tough for them to have a degree, they're not going to want to come to the school. So what they're doing is they've lowered the standards. That's what I'm trying to say. They've made it easier. They they are. But also, look when you look at Harvard, right? I think Harvard was uh, the benchmark for great education for centuries in our country. But I think they've watered it down. The woke left has gotten their agenda into the uh, you know the faculty, mm. you know, and they've made it a, a less valuable uh, degree to have nowadays. You know, I mean, you go to Harvard now. I mean, there are numbskulls coming out of there. There are there are you know they come if they come out with that woke ideology. If that's the big thing that they they got from Har- Harvard, then they're a waste of time in our society. Yeah. You know. Sure. Anyway, it could go on and on. You probably, uh, uh, but I guess, you know, I look at this, uh, the, she talks, by the way, this, uh, this gay, she comes out and she, she's, she says, it's not the plagiarism. It's not the, you know, the testimony in front of Congress that embarrassed the whole institution. It's racism. Mm-hmm. Racism. She is the wants thing. to take the focus of the fact that she doesn't deserve to be there. And and blame it on you. It's not her yeah. fault. You know she's a victim, and that's you know isn't that what the left is all about? Victimization. You know, Bill. Which I. How many people on the right have you met that are racist? Uh, I, I mean, we actually we've, none. Uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll go back. You know, there's probably two or three, but I mean, out of thousands, that's yeah. not. You said um, it earlier in the show. 
if there's any racist in the argument, it's on the left. Yeah, it really is. I'm going to change the subject here. I, I called you on this yesterday because uh, it, the story had come out. It was like 40 minutes old when I saw it. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the Huff Post, right? Oh, Bill, this is a heck of a story. This is a big, this, I didn't believe you at first. Oh, yeah, you had to look it up. Go, nah, Bill's, you know, he, he's been drinking the Kool-Aid. But no, 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 no. The, the the headline, I don't have it in front of me, but basically what it said is that uh, that Joe Biden can kill Donald Trump and get away with it. He can take him, fly him off to an island, lock him up, or kill him if he wants to, and he will not be prosecuted for it. And I'm like going, you know, if you said that about Joe Biden, you would be locked up. The source that printed it would be shut down, but yet the left says it about Donald Trump. And it's like it's a rally cry. Yep, got to kill him. Let's go. Let's go lynch. A, let's lynch us a rich guy. I'm going to read to you exactly what the headline is. Oh, it's okay. terrible. This is the headline, Huffington Post. Biden could kill Donald Trump and not be prosecuted, comma, under Trump's own legal theory. I just wanted to read you the actual... Uh, headlines so that you knew that what Bill was saying was not a guess or it, it's absolutely correct. Okay. No, I remember the headline because it, it shocked me yep. that, you know, this, they're floating killing Trump out yeah. there. They want to float it because they're, it's, it's not out of their realm of possibilities now. It's an option for them. It is an option. They put it on the table. And I think they would love somebody to take that option to heart on the left and carry it out for them. You know, and I'm like going that coupled with the fact that Trump has realized his popularity popularity in the red states is sealed. It's done. You know, unless something really happens, he's got the red states locked. He's going to the blue states to, to uh, start campaigning. And by doing so, does that not put him, you know, in in the crosshairs of the left? I mean, and I mean, he's going to speak at Madison. I mean, the real literal crosshairs. He's going to speak at Madison Square Garden. Does that concern you? He's going to go to New York, to a building that holds twenty thousand people, and he's going to have a rally. That's what his plans are. That bothers me. It's a. It's mm-hmm. a. There's a lot of nefarious people in New York. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I just, it, it, it would be, I guess, the opportune moment for somebody to, to do what uh, you're talking about. And I want to play something for you. Uh, Sarah Haynes is a, one of the panelists on The View, which I thought was canceled, by the way, but I've done some research, and apparently they're, they're still... Well, they uh, said it was canceled. It was supposed to be done, but I guess yeah. they got a reprieve. I think what they got, Bill, was it was a long holiday vacation no they said they were canceled well back, I, back in the fall they said it was canceled well that was ratings something came along and they i did i did a uh, the view canceled or renewed and they've all said that it's renewed unfortunately but anyway sarah haynes is talking about uh, the the left's move to take donald trump off the ballot maine colorado mm-hmm. and i want you to hear at the end you'll hear joy behar and she is an, an irrational meathead, okay? She is a numbskull. 
she is she is unbelievably dumb. I mean, she she her hatred for Trump knows no boundaries. Uh, you're going to hear her chiming in about uh, how what she thinks about uh, Trump being unjustly taken off the ballot. So so listen here. I would say here is that I actually agree with Governor Gavin Newsom and David Axelrod. These are Democrats, leading Democrats that say this would really cause a division that's almost insurmountable. And as someone that believes January so 6th was that bad, so wait one what, second. So what are you saying? Wait, just one second. I don't think, one, I don't think the Supreme Court's going to hold this. I think they're going to overturn it, and it won't just be the originalists. I bet it's a 9-0 vote. I actually don't think they will hold this. So you but think, I think they, they should leave it to the voters or I, not? I think they should leave it to the voters. Oh, but no. I, think the, I think the division this will cause, because what will happen is that martyrdom will be one step more. We have a nation well, that doesn't believe in, yeah. in democracy, doesn't believe in the voting. Everyone that loses says it was rigged and failed. I think this will create a vision, a visual to people that don't, that this was a rigged no, election. I, don't agree. I do. I think that the law will stand and so people should follow the law. If that is if the law, the Supreme Court If you're not going to follow an listen. amendment, then why don't we have Taylor Swift? I, take a I don't think it's as clear. You know, she is amazingly dumb, Joy Behar. Mm. She says, so, so you leave it to the people? This is what Joy Behar is. You're leaving it to the people? You know, uh, the law should stand. She is, I, I question whether she's ever in her whole life cracked a book, you know? Has she ever opened the page of a book? Has she ever done research or show prep for her program? Or is it just a touchy-feely kind of thing that she does? She hates Trump, so there you go, you know? You, you so all you need to do is hate him, and then, um, hey, you got, uh, your word is gospel on the left. She she is amazingly stupid. I mean, it be, it, it's glaring. <laughs> it's blindingly stupid. She's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, where are you getting your information? How do you how do you? She says, so what? You you leave it to the people? Uh, hey, joy. It's called a democracy. You know, a democratic what? Republic. It's it, we are uh, supposed to be able to quote vote for things in this country. So we leave it to the people. That's the whole whole objective of the process. I mean, you know, ay ay Anyway, I could go on and on, but uh, she is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was disappointed, Bill, to hear that the view is renewed, and we're going to hear more well, cuts you know, like four that. Four months ago, it was all over, the, and I see the old stories. It was all over the place that they were canceled, and it was a shock. Then they came back and said, "No, nah, no, nah, they're on break." So I think actually there was. A move to cancel them, but yeah, you know, you can. That is that is a that's a showpiece for the left. You know, it. I don't see where they get Emmys, but they've they've gotten their Emmys for it. So yeah, canceling I, that show would have been uh, oh, they gave a blow. They gave uh, an Academy Award to Al Gore for his documentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, talk about diminishing the value of uh, that award. You, you you give a politician who's never held a camera in his life, and you have a bunch of people go out and shoot video, and he puts together uh, a piece of propaganda, and you give him an Academy Award? Gag me. You know, I mean, if you are an, a director or an actor, and you busted your derriere for a year of your life putting a movie together that means something, and then you have this doofus come along, who, you know, who does a, quote, documentary on the environment, and it's all wrong? 
Nobody mm. talks about it anymore. It's all wrong. He gets an Academy Award. They gave they gave uh, Barack Obama an Emmy. They gave oh, during yeah. during the pandemic. They gave um, uh, what's his name Cuomo, the governor of uh, New York. Remember for for his press conferences, for his updates on the pandemic because they were so entertaining and informative. They gave him an Emmy. They gave him an Emmy. I mean, come on. And then, of course, about hey, six months later, they they kicked him out of office. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I don't yeah. get into the politics of the awards and whatnot. I mean, uh, you go into my office, there are no Golden Globe things or awards or anything. And it's not that I suck. I don't think I'm the greatest person you know, out there that that is, but I've had the chance to enter and probably would have gotten some awards. I, I got, just I, don't. I got a bunch of telly awards, right? I got them for doing yeah, well, for what directing do TV those? for TV. Yeah, directing TV commercials. Uh, I I should dust them, you know, because all they do is sit on a on a shelf and, and collect and, dust. Yeah, and, and collect dust. I mean, you get it. You feel like you've accomplished something, and then it means basically nothing. Do you know? That when you win an Academy Award, you have to pay for the statuette. You have oh, to pay for nice. it. Oh, yeah, they don't. They don't give it to you. Oh no, you won an Academy Award, but that'll cost you. You really. Yeah, it, yeah, it's hey, not hey. cheap either. No, no I know no, all no, about no. that kind of crap. I, I mean, uh, my name has been on a couple of awards, but it was somebody that sat there and said, "Hey, I wrote that commercial, and boy, you did a great job on it. I want to enter it. Sure, go ahead. You know, um, they got the award. You know." I didn't. Well, all I can tell you, folks, is that uh, it's going to be an interesting 2024. I'm very, very, very concerned that we're being distracted intentionally. I mm. mean, I, I think uh, I've talked about this before. I, I think that we're being set up for a major attack, internal attack in our country. Iran, uh, yesterday, do you know what happened in Iran yesterday? <clears throat> it was the anniversary, fourth anniversary of, was it Soleimani? Is that his name? The guy that uh, President Trump took out with a drone strike, uh, he, they took him out because he is a terrorist, right? And he was right. running the terror organization for the government of Iran. And he took him out as he was getting off an airplane, I, I think in, in Iran, and, and or maybe it was in Iraq. But, but anyway, he, he took him out with a drone strike. Uh, yesterday, fourth anniversary, there was a big uh, b- tribute to him. At the gravesite, there were hundreds of people there, and all of a sudden there was a massive explosion, and 103 people were killed at the gravesite, and they said like 190 people were injured. That's the last toll that I saw, and mm-hmm. you know it was it was just a tragic sight to see. But I guarantee you that they're going to blame that attack on us. They, it's like they're setting the world up to attack us. You know, they're going to say. No, you know who I'm afraid of is uh, Kim Jong-un, you know, because ever since Trump was gone, he really started going back and developing his nuclear capabilities. And apparently he's got uh, intercontinental uh, ballistic uh, missiles well, now. And he's threatening to wipe the United States off the planet. I'm sitting there going, it would be a lot easier for us to wipe them off the planet, but look at all the people that we would affect in doing so, and he knows that. But here's the thing, Bill, what people don't talk about. Uh, in our weakest state right now, we are still 
hands down the most powerful nation in the world. Okay, you can talk about China. China is strong, and they will give us a heck of a run. Russia is strong, and they will give, I mean, it, we, it, it will be devastation. What do they call it? Mutual destruction? Um, but it doesn't mean that we won't c- obliterate those countries. For example, North Korea. Right now, off the coast of North Korea, I guarantee you there are submarines with nuclear missiles, and they're aimed toward the capital of North Korea. And probably by the time those missiles get out of the uh, the silos in North Korea, their cities will be hit. That's how fast it'll, it'll happen. These guys know that. They, they're yeah, rattling Lord. their chains. But, but I'll tell you, Iran is different. They attacked us. I think it was 186 attacks since uh, October 7th of our people mm-hmm. in bases in Syria. And, and they've done this without a nuclear weapon. And now I just saw, I just read a report yesterday that they're now saying they're like two weeks away from being able to have weapons-grade material to put together the nuclear weapon. Can you imagine if they're doing this without nuclear weapons, how dangerous they're going to be with yeah, nuclear weapons? Yeah, they will use them because a lot of people have the nukes, but they're not dumb enough to sit there and uh, actually use them. It's just a, well, it's a show of strength. And, and see, the question that I have, let's just say all hell broke loose and nuclear war did break out. Sure, we, we, used, we were the first to use nuclear weapons, and we did it to end the war and make it finite, finite and over. Mm-hmm. But if we know what they can do, we know what they will do, would we sit there and if an attack, all-out attack came on and it was up to us to fire back and all of a sudden knowing that when we did, we would basically wipe out the planet for all mankind? Or would we just sit there and say, nah, you know, Bill, I think that they don't think that way in our in our Pentagon, in our Defense Department. I think they're they have they've planned all of these strategies out way in advance. They have scenarios that they've run. They know that there are different stages. If Iran hits us, here's what we do. Uh, it's not like they would just launch everything everywhere. You know, uh, it, it, it's there's a method to the to the madness and boy but at some point in time when you release the the nuclear tiger mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to be too much and it's going to be the end of mankind and now a military person you know they're going to go well that's it you know this is the hell mary and uh you know not even that it's just it's uh, uh what do they call it uh the doomsday all right you brought the doomsday scenario and nobody wins this war a military person would do that. A politician wouldn't. Yeah, but you watch. Uh, they, they have a lot of influence. I, I recommend seeing the movie Dr. Strangelove sometime. Mm-hmm. And oh, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see how, uh, how these people think, as, as preposterous as it is. Uh, these, there are some people in Washington. Well, one of the guys, for example, who... Uh, He's a smart man. He's a thoughtful guy, but he's a he's the biggest hawk uh, probably in D.C. Uh, John Bolton, President Trump can't stand him. He had a uh, he had him in his government for a while, and Trump said he, when he wanted to scare the opposition across the table during a negotiation, he would bring John Bolton with him because 
everybody in the world knows the guy's a rabid uh, hawk. And uh, But Bolton was on TV yesterday on Newsmax during an interview talking about Iran and what we should do. Listen. The of Yemen are not deterred by the United States of America. Think of that. Think of that. Uh, you know, there are two ways to make sure that uh, Iran goes back in its box and things don't get worse in the region. One is to beg them not to do more, which is basically what the White House strategy is. Uh, the other is to establish conditions of deterrence to make it clear to Iran and all these terrorist proxies that whatever pain they think uh, they can impose on Israel, on us, on our other allies in the region, they will be faced with a lot more pain in return. And uh, their conclusion ought to be that they are much better off not initiating anything else. But if we don't make them feel pain, they will not see any consequences for the terrorist actions that they're uh, that they've been going on now for three months, and and it will get worse. Ambassador, you said on X today that American lives are at risk, and this as we're learning about revelations of a dramatic increase in Iran's stockpile of near weapons grade uranium. This, of course, heightening fears that the West could soon find itself in a clash with the Islamic Republic. Would just like you to take a listen to what former Senator Joe Lieberman said last night to Newsmax's Rob Schmidt. This is not going to get better. It's going to get worse unless the Iranians fear us. If in fact we hit them now for all they're doing, and I mean hit them in Iran for all they're doing in the Middle East uh, against our allies and against our troops there, trying to kill our, our soldiers there. If we don't hit them hard in Iran, uh, they're, they're going to just keep going. And, and uh, one day soon, they're going to have a nuclear weapon. But if we do, I think they'll think twice about it. And to me, only strength is the answer here. Ambassador, do you agree with the former senator? I think he's exactly correct. Uh, if, if the Iranians don't understand that uh, they will be held responsible for the acts of their proxies, who they basically consider expendable. Uh, if, if the Ayatollahs don't see pain in their own country, see their own uh, assets uh, being put under threat, they're not going to step back. And I, I think what uh, Senator Lieberman was really saying is if, if you want to avoid a wider war in the region, uh, the, the time to act is now, not later when it gets worse. And, and, you know, let me just put one other thing on the table here. If this is the way Iran behaves now, imagine how they will behave once they get nuclear weapons, which is the direction that they're headed in. So I don't, I don't think there's a lot of time to waste. I'm very worried about this, but, but particularly when it comes to American casualties, these militia in Iraq I'm sure at Iran's direction within the past few weeks have rocketed our embassy compound in Baghdad, uh, where there are a lot of civilian personnel. They've attacked our bases uh, in Iraq. And American officers have been quoted anonymously in the media saying the only reason we haven't had a real mass casualty event as a result of these attacks is luck. And I think that's rolling the dice with the lives of American people in uh, Iraq and Syria. I think it's irresponsible of the White House to behave that way. Ambassador, I have one more question. we got 20 seconds here, and we're hearing from everybody. We need to send a message. Former President Trump, he took out Soleimani. Is that something along the lines that we need to do? And that seemed to work to me. We didn't have much uh, disorder after that. Yeah, look, I, I think it's uh, it, it could be that. It could be uh, a lot of different things regarding uh, Quds Force headquarters, uh, anti-aircraft positions, the Iranian Navy in the Gulf or in the Red Sea. There are a lot of targets, and Iran needs to know that. Okay, that's John Bolton, who has never seen a war, by the way, that he hasn't wanted to be involved with. I mean, the guy is a 
rabid hawk. Uh, you heard Joe Lieberman. That kind of surprised me. He thinks that we should go in and attack Iran, too. But I, I think there are consequences. These people actually, uh, they're ready. Whether you know it, these people in Iran, they know how dangerous everything is. And they're, they've instigated the war between Israel and Gaza for a reason. They supplied the uh, Hamas leaders with all this uh, weaponry, and they've attacked with Hezbollah, different uh, different Israeli uh, encampments. So, I mean, this is not they're, not, they're not just stumbling into this. There's a plan. That's what worries me, Bill, about, about what's happening with our southern border. And again, I mentioned that movie, uh, London Has Fallen. I think that there is a, a long-term plan that, that is in play right now, uh, they say there are 24,000 Chinese military-aged nationals in our country who are here illegally, and they're in our country. What the heck are they doing? Okay, They didn't stumble up from uh, Central America. They weren't uh, escaping something. They intentionally came across the Pacific Ocean and came through South America, uh, Central America, into our country. Uh, for what reason? And then they disappear. Where the heck are they now? You know, I, I do believe we're going to get hammered, and unfortunately, it's going to be disastrous for some people. It is going to be terrible. And we are, are we have a government who uh, is more interested in the Epstein list. I mean, with all due respect, uh, as terrible as that is, and it was terrible, they, these are pedophiles, uh, in the long term, is that going to make our country safer? Is it going to make your family safer by dwelling on that list? Or should we be yelling and screaming about protecting our borders? Should we not have uh, troops on the borders right now? I mean, military troops on our borders stopping these people from coming through. I mean, I've thought to myself, is it going to take, is it going to take tens of thousands of American citizens with their, uh, with their weapons to go down to the border and protect our country? Is that, is that what's going to happen? You know, are we going to get to a point where it's beyond uh, expecting our country to protect our administration to protect us? Are we going to have to protect ourselves? I mean, this is the kind of situation we're we're stumbling to right now. And but I say that, and people aren't paying attention. They're looking at the shiny thing that the media is holding up to. Oh, look at. you see that? They put Trump's name on the list, too. My God. Well, what they said in the story is that Trump wasn't involved, but they do mention him in the story so that they, they can get your interest. You know, they're trying to... I could go on and on, folks. We're being distracted intentionally by uh, our own leaders. They're falling short, though, of uh, when they mention Trump. They, they don't sit there and go into the details that, you know... He's been exonerated. He didn't. He didn't go to the island. You know, even the the claimants there are sitting there going, "No, he never. He never did any of this. He might have thumbed a ride on a plane to get back to uh, New York, you know, yeah. to Cheetah New Bowl. York, because yeah. his plane was down. But he didn't go to the island, and uh, he was never there. So, why is his name even brought up? It's it's only for a spear thing. Bill Clinton's all over the thing, but this is dirty laundry. That's all they want to do. They want to air some dirty laundry. Get your eye off the ball. And I think there's more to the, you know, there's more to see than what's going on with the border. That's, that's a big deal. And that's very, very important. What's going on with, um, you know, the fact that we are on, on the, uh, 
you know, we're, we're almost on the verge of war. But yet we have, you know, this timely event that, hey, look, look, look what Clinton did. And they're already saying, ah, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. The hell he did. Oh, he did a, a lot wrong. But, yeah. but they're not going to do anything about it. You got Clinton. You've got, you know, Hillary you know they have was David, part of on, on, the, on the list of people, they had David Copperfield, the magician. They mm-hmm. had Alan Dershowitz, the attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that list they released yesterday. I mean, which which is it saddened me because I I I, I thought he was a pretty uh, uh, level headed guy. I think he is. I think he's a brilliant uh, legal mind. He made a mistake. But a lot of people, you know, they lose their intelligence when as soon as that zipper comes down. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as they're around uh, some uh, young person, uh, they they lose their brains. You know, and, and that's where their brains are. So I'm, it's it's a, um, but Bill, you know, you talk about war, and I think that they're connected. I think that the border being p- open right now, and I think the fact of being close to a world war, they were all connected. I mean, essentially, if if China were to attack us, it would appear to me that they already have a battalion of soldiers in this country already. Oh, the, I believe they have a battalion here. I believe that they've been doing. Uh, surveillance on it you know we talk about the balloons you know i I, everything you have far as electronics go has probably been manufactured in china yeah we we always sit there and bitch and complain you know that alexa listens to you your watch listens to you how do you know that china's not listening to you i mean oh yeah they uh z has already said he wants to make a deal with blue states, democratic states, to do commerce and trade there, well, that's all fine and dandy, but that's you know that that's kind of a form of election interference because, oh yeah, if you're a democratic state, a blue state, we'll do business with you. Wait a minute, this is the United States, so if you're going to do business with us, you do business with all the states, or you do business with none of the states. But that's my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, how do you know that the, the goods that aren't coming over don't listen to you? I mean, they've got, they own property here. They have surveillance stations. They are, uh, and uh, what was it? I was reading about, you know, the, how they used to steal information. But now what they've done is they've put together, you know, um, gr- uh, companies that buy into and share information to get our technology through the consumer side of things. It's crazy. Well, uh, you know, what you're saying is, is true. They, they, we have got so many uh, different things that we have to be concerned with. I, I do think that uh, uh, if you put them in a, in a, a list, they, uh, they're connected. You know what I'm saying? If you put them side by side, they're probably all connected. You see them uh, in different as different pieces, but it's really part of the same puzzle. You know, we're, we're being, we're being set up right now and, and we don't, this just goes back to, uh, well, this goes back to putting the frog in the cold water and then turning the heat on. There were politicians, both Democrat and Republican that wanted to, you know, they called them isolationists. They wanted to sit there and first say, close the borders. Well, it's not that you close the borders so much. You are closing the borders, but what you're doing is you're safe. You've got to safeguard our integrity of what we are, who we are and what we've got right now, uh, under Biden, everything is willy nilly open. I mean, he's giving it all away. 
I got to ask you another question. This is something we talked about too, I think, on the phone yesterday. We do a lot of, some of our best shows, by the way, friends, are done on the phone. Never heard. With, yeah, with the, with the micro, microphone off. Um, but we were talking about uh, how they can appear to manipulate the weather now. And, uh-huh. and, and uh, for example, in the Northeast, here it is, uh, it's January 4th. And it has been springtime for the entire uh, fall and early winter, right? Springtime. Now they're talking about all of a sudden uh, we're going to have supposedly a major snow event this weekend in the, the Northeast, paralyzing. Well, yeah, get your plows out. They're saying get your plows out. And they have not been able to sit there and say, oh, for sure this or that, which I, I'm going, used to be, it's coming. You knew it was coming. You know, Boston, well, you might get two to four inches, which is nothing for there. They're used to that. Uh, Here, we're used to two to four inches. There, you're used to two to four inches. But then I hear the other reports, well, it could really come down. But it's it's funny how the weather changes and can shift on a dime. Almost on cue. Almost on cue, Bill. Yeah. Well, I I do remember back in the Reagan years when they used to worry about the, uh, the hurricanes that were coming in. And you know the the planes would go up there. They could they could actually salt them and shift them. Yep. They, and I, do I think they call the, it seeding, right? Seeding the, yeah, the clouds. They seed it. Yeah. And then they quit doing that because they said, you know, if we have a major Cat Five hurricane coming to the United States, it's going to hit here. It's going to do terrible damage. We turn that hurricane, and it goes to some remote remote nation or island and wipes it out. Who's responsible? Well, I mean, it says to me also, Bill. I mean, how about some of these hurricanes we've had in the in the South? Have they been, have they been, if not created by man, have they been manipulated by man? Do you know? Well, can you, you know, can you salt the uh, the weather patterns to carry viruses and disease, and and things like that? There's there's talk about well, the next pandemic. Well, this is going to be a doozy. Now it's funny because I was out out and about yesterday. I had to, yeah, yeah, I had a, a, an appointment. And I stopped off at uh, a dollar type store and, you know, I was standing there in line and all of a sudden the conversation came up. This guy, he had paper towels and he was going, you don't have any toilet paper here. I was going, oh boy, here we go with that again, you know, jokingly. And then they were going, oh no, no, no. The supermarket next door, they're out of toilet paper. And then I found out, well, in the area there, there's been a hit on toilet paper, and then this one nurse chimed in that works at the hospital. She's going, it's kind of weird because they say something's coming. She goes, you know, everybody that's come in, just all of a sudden, no matter what we tested and we swabbed them, they came up with a severe case of the flu, pneumonia, or COVID. They all tested positive for something pretty nasty and pretty bad, and the preppers are coming in and getting everything. And I'm going, the preppers? What do you mean the preppers? Well, people that are predicting something bad happening. These are people who have their ear to the rail, folks. They're listening to what's going on. So, yeah, they're out there. Remember back in 2020 when you couldn't get toilet paper? You know, and now I don't know that this is all over and true, but I was at a Dollar General on the way home, and they had one packet toilet paper left. I'm going, well, I got toilet paper, but I may well, I may grab that one too, you know, just in case. <laughs> you never have you enough, know. I know. You know, but the thing is, getting back to seeding the weather, there are a lot of people out there right now listening to this podcast who are saying, oh, come on, they can't manipulate the weather. Come on. 
they can manipulate the weather. And it's not wow. new. It is not new. Like you said, they started doing it back uh, in the mid-60s. You know, yeah. and it went into the Reagan years when they got sophisticated with it. A lot of this stuff has been worked on for decades. And they've oh, yeah. gotten good at it. Yeah. No, they can, they can do it. I mean, and we're not talking about Lizzie and the Rainmaker or anything like that. We are talking about real technology that is behind it. And they can they can seed the clouds. And, Bill, did, uh, do you know what happened last week that nobody talks about? Uh, and I it, it had me scratching my my receding hairline. Um, <laughs> he said, receding, it's, you know, it's not going, it's gone. I'm just kidding. Uh, there was a major earthquake in Japan. 73 people died. Oh, big, no, that was a big story. Yeah. But do you know at the same time that happened, there was an earthquake in Southern California, right? Yeah. There was an earthquake as far east as Rockville, Maryland, the same time. Mm. And part of me says, uh, is there something going on underground that we don't know about? I mean, they, are they exploding things underground that, uh, you know, well, they can... Well, there was the, the explosions in New York. We never heard about that off the that's island a, there. Remember? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. You say, People are saying, what, what explosions in New York? It's because nobody talked about it. Roosevelt Island is an island in the East River uh, between Long Island and Manhattan. It's a big, long strip of an island. And about, was it three days ago, Bill? Yeah, three days ago. Yeah, uh, uh, there were uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. There were explosions, big explosions. Uh, not one, several. And they they hushed it up. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, friends, but they hushed it up. People were talking, you know, because when the you know, building shook, windows, you know, yeah. uh, flew open, whatever they did, and... You know, it was a series of them, and it, it got everybody riled up. It was on the, you know, it was it was on the internet, a little bit on the news, and then it just went away. No answer to it, as to what happened. I wouldn't live. I, I used to love working in New York. I I wouldn't live in a uh, big metropolitan city right now, for all the tea in China, as they would say. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it because you know, it's a tar- they're targets, easy targets. It, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I used to be into all the, the earthquake stuff and the volcanic stuff. And, uh, yeah, there is a big fault line that, that runs through California, goes up the entire West Coast. Uh, and you've also got um, a volcanic line that is there, too. It's called the Ring of Fire. And uh, so, yeah. and that circles around, goes up through the top, and Alaska and goes, crosses over the ocean and comes back down, goes through Japan and but, you know, have you seen the footage that's online? These people just walking around having a normal day, and then all of a sudden stuff starts flying off the shelves, and people are running and ducking and panicking. And, yeah, you know, I've been through earthquakes when I was in California. And, you know, it can go on for, you know, several seconds. But that several seconds seems like a, a, a lifetime. Yeah. 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 But I guess the thing that got me is if you took a, a line – and ran it through the the area in Japan, and then kept going across the Pacific into Southern California. Would that line continue on to Rockville, Maryland? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, well, would, now that's a. I think that's a different fault line. Not, well, the, 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 you say I'm that, but it, they happened at the same time. That's the only reason why I say it. 
Well, when plates shift, I mean, things could. You know, one plate will sit there affect another one. I don't know. I, I mean, I would have to look. You know, there's there was the big thing, you know, we're getting off base here, but in the, in the Midwest, the New Madrid fault, you know, which uh, is what I believe that wasn't it? That was the fault that one time caused the Mississippi to flow backwards, you know. You're so, asking me. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time yeah. since I looked. I was fascinated with that the, stuff when the, I was the a new kid. Mad, the it's new been Madrid, a long time since I've been a kid. Yeah, the New Madrid fault is that what you, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, I don't. I'm not sure. I I, I might have been sleeping during that class. Uh, but <laughs> well, you know, there was there was uh, there was a time they were predicting it was about to to go again. But there are some major see, faults, Bill. Well, really, only reason why I asked that. If it were just an earthquake, then I would say, yeah, the faults are different and stuff like that. And it's just, but the fact that these quote earthquakes happened at the same time all across uh, the globe, I'm thinking to myself, are they earthquakes or did, you know, are they testing nuclear weapons underground that we don't know about? Uh, is there something that's happening, but, you know, by these uh, governments or whatever? That uh, we're, let's say North Korea, you know, did they they set something off underground that we're not aware of, uh, and uh, does that have an effect? Could be. I'm just I'm just saying I could go on. Uh, we but I we can't. Yeah, you know, I mean, the question is putting a, putting a nuke in a fault. What would it do? I don't know. Don't want to find out. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, we've done it. Another show in the can, man. Now, listen, if you if you try to get us today, and and you see that 404 error. Uh, do us a favor. Do me a favor. Do Bill a favor. Email us, will you? If, you, if you're having a problem downloading our show, then I don't even know why I'm saying this, because you wouldn't be hearing this, this request. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. That's true. I was going like, who are you talking to? <laughs> you can't hear the if show. If you can't hear the you show, you request. can't hear this request. And but, if the internet is down, you might not be able to email, hey, listen, too. I get, you know? I get up awfully early for this show, and I'm, a, I'm an old guy, so be nice to me. Uh, anyway, uh, we should we should... Also, ask our our listeners if you would just to continue. Drop us a, an email if you would at uh, Jim and Bill at mail dot com. Okay, Jim and Bill at mail dot com. So uh, we get an idea of where you are, and just maybe put in the email your location. Just if you don't want to write a whole letter, put you know Cleveland or you know New Orleans or someplace like that, Mexico City, whoever, wherever you are. If you'd be nice enough to uh, let us know, we would appreciate it. Have we checked that? Uh, our email bill to see how how we're doing as far as those uh, emails. Checked all the emails and just uh, we get a lot of solicitations, but we don't get uh, you know yeah. uh, that stuff. I get uh, you know I get I get stuff. I guess from Bill Clinton wanting... got a, Bill Clinton got a lot of solicitations too. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's the, a... yeah, that was a different kind <laughs> of solicitation. Yeah, a lot of young solicitations. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, um. We have a phone number. Our number is 833-538-7868 if you want to contact us, too. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this uh, little gem up? Well, I mean, uh, looking at my notes, there's only one thing to add. What's that? Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. 
you ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>